You're listening to Freud's Angels, where we talk about where the science of the mind meets the spirit of the heart. Each week, we'll discuss ways to create awareness of yourself and your reaction to the world around you today, as well as healing events of the past. I'll be bringing in both traditional and non-traditional psychology concepts, and I'll be bringing the healing through the lens of our heart and how to heal what we discover creating a powerful connection between what our heart needs and what our mind thinks we want. Now we're your hosts. I'm Amy. And I'm Vanessa. Now let's get into the show. Hi, angels. Um, Welcome. Episode 73. Uh, Vanessa, what are we exploring today? Well, it is our annual share. (laughs) of how to get through these holiday season, have some boundaries, you know, being able to kind of protect yourself from some of the stuff that we may be dreading about the holidays. It's never, ever, I I think, I mean, I just said this before you hit record, every single year, I go through the same stuff on one level or another, you know, it's just because that's how I am. And it's not you know, life threatening. It doesn't get in the way of my, you know, activity, my daily activities, but it comes up. And so I have to exercise these tools every single year. And so makes sense for us to share every year, you know, um, how, how we can survive. Some of us are surviving the holiday season, you know, not everybody is skipping through it and having a great one. So we want to make sure that we give, we, we give those people that need those tools, a few of those tools. <laughs> yes. And I, you know, I think all of us need some sort of tool because, you know, all families are not created equal, but man, sometimes I, I shake my head and I'm like, wow, how did I, why did I ever choose this? These parents, these family, why did, why did I choose this? It's like, I'm like, okay. It was to surely test me for something because yeah. I see what. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, oh my yeah. gosh. So there's so many different ways to, to come at this, you know, and I think it's, um, you know, even just sitting in it now, you know, like we actually, we created the space, we opened the space. Now we're sitting in the space. The things are coming to me. Like I'm really sitting down and going, what are, you know, what are some of the things that come every year? What are some of the things that I've like, feel like I've successfully conquered, you know, and that, you know, things that used to be a big, big troublemaker for me being able to not even think about it anymore. You know, like one of those things that came up was like, I don't feel like I have to go anywhere for Christmas, which was never a thing. I felt like I had to Thanksgiving and Christmas, you had to do go somewhere because like I was single and I was more mobile than everybody else. So I have to be the one that goes and I I choose now, you know, like I choose to go to my sisters for Thanksgiving. That's what I want to do. And I don't go anywhere for Christmas. I stay here (laughs) much to the dismay of others, (laughs) you know, that's the hardest that way. I think that that's the, that's one of the hardest points is that you, when you don't want to go places for Christmas or for Thanksgiving, when I, when I was married and had kids, like they were exhausted on Christmas. They wanted to stay home and play with their things. They really didn't want to go places. And so when it came down time to that, I put a hard, like, 
no down to the people that were like, well, you're going to come here and you're going to come here. And I'm like, no, no, because by the end of the day, the kids were sick. They had a cold. They didn't feel good. So it ruined the rest of their winter vacation. They couldn't go play because people expected this of them. And I don't think it's fair. I mean, I don't think it's fair. And, you know, thankfully my, my mother-in-law, I love her. You know, she, she, she was right on board. She's like, okay. She says, you do Thanksgiving. I'll cook Christmas Eve dinner. We'll do Christmas Eve instead of Christmas day. So you guys can enjoy the day. And my father-in-law used to live across the street. Yeah. So, you know, so it, it wasn't hard. It wasn't like we had to all get in the car and go somewhere. It was, mm-hmm. we just popped over for snacks and presents and we just went back home. So yeah. it was like, it was easy. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and the rest of the, you know, I told the people, I'm like, no, you come here, you come yeah. to us because it was, you know, if that's what you want or later in the day, like, you know, on boxing day or days after, I don't mind the kids going if they want to, but the day of Christmas, the kids, the only place when I was a kid, we used to go to the farm. Now I miss that now for Thanksgiving because it was, it was, it was like, I see pictures of it. I see old pictures of when we used to get together and stuff. And I miss that. I really miss that. But for Christmas, it was like, we were just like so tired by the time we got to the farm that we were just like, do we have to go? But yeah. I want, you know, you want to see your grandparents and everybody else. Sure. Christmas. But, you know, you have to find out what's right for you. Maybe it is okay. Maybe your kids get excited because they don't see their, you know, certain people. Maybe they want to go. It's, yeah. and that's fine. But yeah. it's being able to have discernment for yourself and your family without that level of guilt. Because I mean, yeah. Well, there's a difference between choice and obligation. And when you feel like you're obligated, it's a completely different story. Yeah. You know, True. like when we were growing up, when we lived, when we lived in, you know, close to everybody, when we all lived in Massachusetts, it was a lot easier to make a trip on yeah. Christmas, you know, a 30 minute drive. Okay. Well then when we went to New Hampshire and we were an hour and a half, an hour and 40 minutes away, that's a pain in the ass with kids. So we didn't go. And you know, <laughs> I don't remember if I don't remember anything (laughs) like I remember that around the holidays I spent time with family and it didn't I I can't tell you if auntie whoever was at Christmas in you know 1993 like I don't it didn't matter because it was about the feeling that I got it didn't matter who was there who or or what so I think we you know like we just kind of overthink it and we use that guilt to kind of drive everybody And it's like obligation is very different than choice. If you want to do that, if that's something that like make brings you joy, that's completely different. But a lot of people are doing it out of obligation. A lot of people are making these travels and, you know, buying these gifts and doing all this stuff out out of, you know, what they feel like they're obligated to do because otherwise you're a bad family member. You know, like one of my favorite movies at the Christmas season is Four Christmases. It's like, I mean, not just because I love Vince Vaughn, but because to me, it's like a hundred percent what this is about is like they every year lie and go on vacation by themselves at Christmas time and their flights were canceled and they had to stay. And what did that mean? It meant they had to bounce between their parents' houses you know, like in each had been remarried and it was 
I mean, the first time I watched, I was like, oh yeah, they didn't want to do any of this, but they have to do it now because now, you know, it's an obligation. People do it all the freaking time. So, so and... Vanessa, how do we unpack that? How do we, <laughs> how do we not feel obligated sometimes? Because it's hard because we, mm-hmm. we have so much pressure from society to create family photos. You know, it's mm-hmm. holidays with mm-hmm. them, you know, and then we have that pressure from our family. We're mm-hmm. not going to be here forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, how do we mm-hmm. make that choice? Well, I liked, I liked what you brought up about the, um, that the evaluation of like how much am I giving and how much is the other person giving you know um because obligation works both ways you know like people can visit you too um but I it really comes from gaining a sense of strength within yourself of of what you want to do right so there has to be that discernment of what am I acting on if I if I am acting on obligation what would I rather do really and and then there's courage you have you like any other boundary that we set, sometimes it sucks. Sometimes people are going to immediately try to throw a hammer at that because they don't like it. It doesn't work for them. They're not going to get what they want from you anymore. And that's, you know, it's a lot of mindset changing. You know, I had to come into that mindset of, um, and I don't, it's going to sound negative when it comes out of my mouth probably, but it really, when people would say, oh, I miss you so much. I used to feel guilty and be like, like I said, when I was single, oh, well, you know, there's no excuse for not going. Like you could just get in the car and go. Yeah. And then I had to be like, okay, I don't want to. And these people don't make an effort to come to me like ever, you know, they want this to be convenient for them. And that sucks, you know, like, and having to reframe that and say like, I'm caring for these people more than they're caring for my time. Mm -hmm. And once you hit that mindset, it becomes easier to put those boundaries because you're seeing it as an equal. Whereas when we're giving too much because we feel obligation, there's no equality there at all. It's there. They're just (laughs) me and my, my visuals. (laughs) I used to sit and think of them just hanging out, waiting for me to show up. Like, you know, like, like that just, Oh, I don't have to do anything. You'll just come here. And I was like, I don't like that. Like, I don't like that idea. I want it to be like a mutual excitement. And if I don't feel it, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And it was hard. You know, I mean, it was, it was hard. The, the first Christmas that I didn't go North was difficult because of all my family's up there, all of them. <laughs> and it was like aunts, uncles, everybody. I'm not, I'm not coming. I don't want to go up there. And then when I moved to Florida, then really couldn't go. It was nice to have that excuse, but it even still didn't feel like a good enough, good enough excuse. Like I still had trouble. Like you should drive the 18 hours. What the hell? <laughs> like, no, what the hell? Right. Like, oh my God. But yeah. So it hurt. I got the, I got the, you know, disappointment and I got the like, oh, well, when are we going to see you kind of thing? And it was like, you come here you know, and I had to have that strength and I had to have that support on the other side. Like I had people to support me so that I could talk them, talk to them about how this felt, talk to them about, you know, the boundaries that I put up and how it felt for people to, you know, really not like them and be disappointed in me and all of that kind of stuff. That's about them, not about me. Um, so it's a lot. I mean, I really, you know, as I'm talking about it, I'm like trying to do that on your own, please 
like know that you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do it on my own either. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a counselor. I used to work with therapists. So I got therapy all day long. <laughs> like we'd sit down at lunch and do group therapy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it really comes from that internal dialogue that we have to change you know, the internal dialogue of, hey, society built all of this. I didn't build it, you know, and that this, all of this expectation and all of this, you know, tradition, quote unquote, was made up by somebody at some point. So I can make up my own too. Yeah. You know, it's okay. Um, I think too, is that a lot of other things can play a factor is about, you know, the idea of, wanting to make our parents proud, wanting our parents to see us and recognize us and wanting us to be there, not just feeling because we're their child, we have to be there. Mm -hmm. I think um, for me, um, it was about, I think I, when I, when I moved out on my own, I think Christmas was a time for me to feel like like I mattered. It was kind of one of the only times that I felt like I mattered to my parents. Mm -hmm. Um, but the feeling does never last long enough. Like it was kind of like, Oh, it was the first time they'd consider me or like buy gifts or like, it was the only time that there was energy put my way Mm -hmm. that it made me feel like I was important to them. Yeah. Well, Um, it's only short acting because it's not based on you it's based on holiday exactly and it's based on them too I mean as far as like you know that was my mother's way of of saying I'm sorry and I love you for the year you know it's but I just but the the words the harm I wouldn't say the harm but the it wasn't trauma but the the after effects of going were far greater and far more damaging than, than it was helping. And so that's when I decided, look, this is not healthy for you. You don't come out of this feeling. Okay. You come out of this feeling worse and you, and it's not okay. And I don't think it's a good idea for you to go to holidays anymore. And that's when I kind of made the decision to not go unless I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Like, unless I was choosing, I just didn't, I just didn't go because I, I was just like the emotional ramifications of going was just, it was too much of a price to pay. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I mean, that, that's a lot to sift through for some people, you know, and it sounds like it wasn't like a snap decision for you either, that you had to like, kind of really get into it and consider and to even have that insight of, I'm showing up because this is the gratification that I, I, I seem to be following, but it's not given me a long-term gratification. And it's actually, it sucks because of that. Yeah. You know, if it were giving me long-term gratification because it was based in love and feeling loved and all that kind of stuff. Sure. But I don't, I don't feel it. And that's that, that inner work that we have to do that shadow work that we have to do to really look at some of the, those deep, things <laughs> that we're looking for, not getting, you know, and, and changing the mindset around all of it. Um, plenty of people, you know, like here I go again with my like made up society stuff, but I mean, <laughs> think about what it was like when it was not easy to travel, 
Yeah. If you left the area that you left in, you wrote a freaking letter and said, Merry Christmas. You know, I mean, what are you going to do? It's convenience because of the convenience of travel. Now everybody believes that they have a right to our time and they have a right to, you know, our energy and it's really, you know, run rampant, but it's still our choice. And we still can change our mindset and we can still allow other people's experience of our boundaries to be their own fault. (laughs) And I will say fault because yeah, you know, if I say, Hey, the, my door, my door opens too. like people are allowed inside my space and nobody comes here. That's okay. You know, but it, it really comforted me to have that real belief you know, it seemed so harsh at first to say that like, oh, well, I don't want to give unless I get, no, I just don't want to always give. Right. And that is a very different statement and I'll get there when I get there, but I'm not going to break my neck to get there because you're not at all breaking your neck to get here. And I have to understand that of not that in a negative way that you don't love me, that you don't want to spend time with me, but that your, your expectation of me is not matching what you're willing to do. And so I, I have to control that for myself. I have to not try to force that on you and say, well, Hey, you know, you need to be this way. No, if you're not that way, that's okay. But I'm going to be this way now because it, it makes me feel better to have my energy. It makes me feel better to have my choice. Uh, you know, and, and yeah, it's been great. I'm not going to lie because it's also friggin' cold in the Northeast and I don't want to go there. Having Christmas in Florida was fabulous. The first one was weird, but the whole rest of them after that, I was like, winter jackets, what are they? Like, but you know, and that helped, right? Like, so in, or in addition to making the choice, you have to connect to the feelings that you feel after that first choice, right? Like, do I feel guilt? Do I feel like I'm missing something? Cause that could be it. You know, sometimes trial and error, we go, all right, I guess I will choose next time to go because I do miss it. And I am, you know, there is, there are some things that are being fulfilled by that experience that I can hold on to with intention next time, you know, and, and make that my intention versus guilt and, you know, obligation being my, my intention. And it doesn't have to be all or nothing either. You Mm -hmm. can always decide at first, okay, you know, because especially if you're afraid of making the decision of totally not going, because, you know, maybe do it every other, like choose which holidays, like I'll go for Thanksgiving, but not for Christmas, or Mm -hmm. I will go, you know, I'll go for this year and next year, I'm not going to go, or maybe you'll invite them to your house in order to see what happens in order to see if there is a reciprocation. And, you know, because sometimes, I mean, sometimes you just, it's okay to try things. It's okay. And, and understand that you're going to get people that are butthurt about it and you're going to get that people. And all you can do is just say your piece and explain to them without expectation that they're going to understand because a lot of times they don't, they live, especially the older generation, they live in that space of obligation. Um, and you know, and so, yeah, you don't have to, and even, even let's, let's even go to the idea of Christmas parties. You don't have to go to every single one you've been invited to. Um, you know, you can say no to people. You can say no to, 
to friends, to coworkers. You, you don't have to go. It's not something that's required of you. Only if it makes you happy to go. And even if you get there and you're like, meh, I don't, I'm not okay with being here. Like, I don't, then it's okay to say, you know what, something has come up. I need to leave. And, and that's okay too. And you can just do it kindly and just wish everybody a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, whatever. And, and, you know, and just be done. Um, You know, and I know a lot of traditionalists, especially like um, Hanukkah and um, some of the, some of the um, different religions, especially the Catholic Catholic religions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a lot of guilt going to be involved in that one, (laughs) but yep. Do your best, (laughs) do your best, you know, and just know that, that it's okay. It's okay to say no. Um, This is our life. I mean, really and truly at the end of every single day, it is our life to live. If we're living a life based on what other people expect of us, we are not living our life. We're living somebody else's version of what our life should be. And that includes travel, that includes holidays, that includes, you know, literally anything, your career path, your, even for some people, sexual orientation, you know, like there's so much that people do based on expectation, but that's a lot of inner work, you know? And again, like, I I feel like I can't say it enough that if you're struggling with this, if you're listening, if you're, if you've come to this podcast for like, oh God, please tell me how to handle this. (laughs) I urge you to find somebody to talk to, whether it's a professional or a very trusted friend who has like, who has your back and you know is like a good cheerleader so that you can start to work through these emotions that that come up. Because when we try to deal with them alone, we tend to go back to what's easy. And what's, what's easy, if you are a people pleaser, is people pleasing. You're just gonna go and you're gonna spend another holiday season feeling like, you don't have control over your own life and, and being mad about it <laughs> and being upset. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then bl- and blaming those people. Yeah. Right. I mean, that used to be my thing is like, I would feel like, you know, because they want me to blank. And it was, I mean, this was with a lot of different things. It was, and it, and it happened mostly when I moved to Florida, I felt all of the, all of the obligation from all of the people and it felt heavy. And it felt like, oh God, everybody just wants something from me. And it was like, well, of course they do. They love you. But you set up that expectation by bending over and being a people pleaser. Yep. So now you get to change that. (laughs) Now you have to set up a whole new relationship with all these people and yes it sucks at first but (laughs) when you feel it from your inside when you feel like it is right it is much easier yep much much easier now please if somebody is like oh you know it would be so nice I'm like okay I mean thank you (laughs) thank you for saying that but I'm not doing I'm not the guilt thing doesn't work on me anymore Oh, <laughs> right, exactly. Like I didn't hear at the end of that sentence. Maybe I could come see you. So <laughs> we so are. You. I'm so there with you <laughs> because yeah. I am now the single human without family, and that I am expected to do all of the moving and flying. And mm-hmm. even though flying causes me huge anxiety, like yeah. the, like it just no. No, I'm not doing it because I'm the one that 
it seems easy for. I just saw my, you know, my brother's, um, my brother's wife went um, to her, uh, to a wedding of a friend. All all my three people, they like nieces and nephew, they flew just fine. They were having fun on the plane. So they're just fine. I don't think they need to worry about, you know, oh, we have the kids. Well, yeah, you have the kids. You also work, both work for the military and probably have enough air miles to uh, pay for all that though too. Sure. So anyways, I don't want to, I didn't mean to go there. No, I get it too, because I love to travel and, you know, it's, you know, the little gypsies and it's like, no, I love to travel when it's on my terms. Yes. yes. That's the difference. So when you see me flitting about, that's because that's what I want to do. That doesn't mean that now you can use it as an obligation tool. Doesn't work that way. If I want to flit about that way, that's when you'll see me. Yes. I will flit at that point. Exactly. Otherwise, again, you know, like you said, that's cool. You know, if it's more convenient for you, then I'll let you know when I'm coming. But if you, if, if you really want to see me, you can come here. That's okay. You're not going to be, you know, denied that, but yeah. So that's just one fast. I think that's the, I I really do think that that's probably one of the bigger ones that, you know, because to transition in some of the reasons besides obligation that we may not want to participate (laughs) (laughs) in some of these uh, activities. I mean, let's go down the list, right? Like giving personal information, people, you know, kind of crossing boundaries that, that, you know, you've given them when it comes to don't ask this about my life. Don't give comments about this life, having to set new boundaries because you've discovered something about yourself that you want a boundary on and having to go to these places that maybe, yes, you do enjoy them, but now you're going to go and ruin everybody's party by telling them, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Or this is, this is no longer a part of my life that I'm interested in talking about over the holidays. Thank you. (laughs) Or even being challenged by, you know, the food, like, there's a, there's a huge challenge, not just by the people there, mm-hmm. but by the food situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, that's not an easy thing to maneuver, even regardless of what, where you are on your journey. I mean, and we'll cover that and the idea of how to, uh, the boundaries about our bodies. And, and we'll talk about that. Or actually we would have talked, we will have talked about that because <laughs> That will, that will air the Monday before this podcast. So I'm like, greetings from the future. Yes, I know. It's like, (laughs) it's like this time warp. It's like, I don't know what day it is. I'm sorry. (laughs) Right. So you will have already listened to that. So that's what, you know, Hey, hope you liked it. But yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of backwards, but whatever, it's all good information. Just listen to it. And if you missed it, go back and look. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. And we'll talk about that there, but I mean, just, you know, and let's talk about like, and also the idea of the pressure of gift giving. Yeah. Yeah. That's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. It's Mm -hmm. one of the things that, you know, people, you, you exchange gifts there's that word exchange. It's like, yeah, no, no. Most of the time I show up without any gifts because usually I just, my, my budget or where I'm at financially, 
December's never a good month. Well, it is, but never, never abundant enough for me to feel like I can start throwing money at people. <laughs> yeah. Well, multiple people. Cause right. I have obligations. Cause it seems like everything in my life is come due on December for some yeah. reason. I don't know how I set that up, but Better you know, all my huge payments are coming out in December and I'm like, well, have Merry Christmas, happy new year. Like, have all my money. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need it, obviously. <laughs> and more comes when I empty it out, the coffers get filled up again, you know? Right. And, yeah. Clear them out. <laughs> but, uh, but I also think that that I've gotten away from the gift giving is because it's the principle of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's the principle of the idea. And I think part of it is healing the past trauma from my mom because she, that's how she shared her love was through gift giving. She, she like, I kid you not. I had more presence than anybody I knew. And because that's how she showed love, but yeah. she was broke AF and couldn't yeah. afford her mortgage but yet she found money for Christmas. Yeah. And so it was just kind of like in this space of like a really weird dichotomy around Christmas. Yeah. And when I had kids, I didn't necessarily go overboard because I, I just got a, you know, the one thing, the one big thing, and then a few little things, but then she would send presents for my kids for Christmas. And then I just took it way over the top. Yeah. And I just, I realized, I began to realize how much, like, sure, I love presents for Christmas. I love, Pro doesn't love presents. Yeah. But I got to the point where I just didn't want to just go buy presents for people. I just, yeah. I found ways, it was a way of me showing love in the way that I can, whether it's baking, whether it's, you know, like whatever it is for people, like creating, like this year, the group of friends up here that we, that we, um, that we hang out together. Um, our friend Frenchie calls us the Bohemians. We're really not, but you know, that's what he calls us. Um, <laughs> because we're very supportive and loving. We do a lot of therapy talk. We do a lot of, you know, support talk. We talk about our deepest feelings. So he just, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but this year we're doing, you know, we're not buying, we're making things yes. for people. And, um, that, uh, and that's, you know, so it's like, kind of like, you know, how, what do you make for someone, you know, that, that connects to them yeah. and it's not just going to be something that's going to clutter their house, you know, right. <laughs> like, right. Just a thing yeah. so that you could a placeholder for a gift because you need to have one. Yeah. yeah. So that's, you know, that's, that's hard too, because people feel obligated. I yeah. don't any longer, because I feel the obligation is the other person's trauma. Yeah. Like, like mm-hmm. somebody made it obligated, obligatory for them. And I'm like, I, I say, thank you. I say, I, you know, but I not a person that re- or requires you to return. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like if I'm giving you a gift because I found something that's so quintessential, our connection that is funny or it's fun. I, you know, I will send it, but I do not expect that in return. Like I did it because it reminded me of us or you or whatever. And yeah. So it's a hundred percent true. I mean, I, I, I like, I really do 
I can't even tell you the last time that I really went out all out, like for everybody, you know, cause I used to do that when I lived in New Jersey, I felt like all my friends needed something. And like, to be honest, I was like on two hockey teams and I had other friends, like that's too many people to give gifts to. Like, yes. even if I pick two from each thing, that's like fucking 12 gifts that I have to get. And I was broke as shit in Jersey because everybody's broke as shit in Jersey for the cost of living. But like, yeah, that's you know, it was a lot. Then add on my family because then I was going to see them and it was like, they're going to give me gifts and I'm not going to have any for them and I don't have any money. And, and then, then I'm judging myself for not having money. Right. Yeah. So then I go down that rabbit hole, like being a poor POS, you know, like something's wrong with me that I went to school and I wasn't successful. I mean, I get where everybody goes mentally because I've been there. Like I have been in those spaces of like it being way more than just the gift, right? I also am a terrible gift giver. I really am. Unless somebody tells me what they want, they're going to get something probably out of left field because I have like, I go to a different plane, (laughs) like and I'm thinking soul level, whatever. And most people are like very practical or, (laughs) you know, whatever. So like, I still kind of struggle with that. You know, if somebody says, oh, I got you something. My first reaction after all this work, y'all, I've done tons and tons of work on myself. My first reaction is, oh shit. (laughs) Like, oh God. (laughs) Right. Like, what am I going to do? Right. I have to do something, you know? And, and yeah, I get that. We, but we collectively, can change it. And if we, if none of us do it, it will never change. And that's the kind of thing that I've had to get into of being able to say that and then voicing it right up front, like saying it as loudly as I can for as many people as whatever, like I'm not like a big gift giver so that it allows people with that trauma that you're talking about to understand right up front. I'm not going to feel, I'm not going to act out of obligation and get you something that is thoughtless and, you know, is, is just a place marker for saying that I care about you because that's not care to me. That doesn't feel like care. That feels like obligation. That feels like wasting money. That feels like, you know, something that's not from my heart. And it's same thing goes with making things. I would rather make everybody presents, but I don't have that kind of time anymore. I just don't. So I don't really do it unless I can. And if I do, it's, you know, throughout this, the year and I may make a joke and say, Hey, your Christmas present came in July this year, but it really is just kind of breaking free from that is so difficult. I get it. Yep. But we really want to connect with all of those reasons why we're doing it. And that rabbit hole I took you down, I get, and that's what I'm saying is that's the rabbit hole you have to get to. If all of this gift giving turns into you thinking you're not a successful human being because you can't blow thousands of dollars at Christmas. That's something to work on. That has nothing to do with the gifts that has to do with your own self-worth being tied to your job, to your money, to all that kind of stuff. That's a completely different set of of work that you have to do. And, and it, it trickles down into these kind of things. Like once you do that kind of work, it does get easier to not feel obligated, to not over overspend at Christmas because you think that you're a shitty person if you don't. Um, it's hard though. You know, I'm not going to lie to you and say that this is easy. It's not. Yeah. 
it isn't easy. And you know, it also isn't easy. And as you were talking, Vanessa, and you were talking about that process and I'm like, and I think about getting gifts from certain people, you know, it feeds that inner child's need for having wanting gifts because that equated in love in my childhood. Yeah. That that's, mm-hmm. but I'm not, I don't receive love via gifts. Me either. Yeah. I I would receive love and time spent and more actionary type of things like let's go have coffee and have lunch or let's go out to dinner and celebrate or let's get together and make cookies, Christmas cookies. And it's it's that sense of togetherness that I think is, um, I don't know. People always say that your love language is what you didn't receive. Yeah, it's time. Well, that's it's it's kind of like, ouch. Yeah, but yes. Yeah, because that's what I wanted. I wanted people's time and attention and their energy. That's that's really, I think, across the board, what I seek in all of my friendships. It's like, it's time. It's, you know, doing whatever. It doesn't have to be like we sit and look at each other across the table. It could be (laughs) more functional. And I, I think it's funny because like Yeshua, my dear friend here and I, we have Monday night date night and it's basically like we hang out, we have dinner. It's our dinner time that we spend together. We talk about how things are going. We get really serious. We kind of talk about things. And then we watch um, the current episode of the great British bake off because we both love the show. (laughs) So it's like, we hang out. It's the time together. He usually, I mean, we go back and forth. I, my place is not conducive to cooking yet. Like yeah. as far as like a meal, but um, like he'll come up cause there's a pizza joint here that he loves, or I'll go to his house and he, you know, he'll cook. It's that time spent. Yep. My, and, and when I get a gift, it's not to say I don't love getting gifts. I do, but it feeds that a trauma response in me. That's really interesting. And I didn't get that until you were talking and I'm like, Oh, that's why every time I get a gift, there's a part of my, my child, the inner me goes, yay. and gets excited because in my childhood that meant love. Right. But meanings, meanings attached. And we, like, when we look deep into our meanings, there it is. Right. That's and that's crazy. important to learn. Like, right. Exactly. That's important to learn because it's kind of like, then we can ask for what it is that we, that we want, you know, and being able to, to, to say those kind of things. Like I've, I mean, I've said it before, um, like about Christmas time, right. Like I'll say to people, you don't have to give me a gift. Like I not, and not saying like, I don't appreciate it, but you know, this means more to me, you know, or, you know, like, I just know that you love me all the time. So if you think that spending money on me is, is how you show that I need you to know that it isn't like, I know that without you having to feel like you have to give me gifts, you know, so that I can allow some, like I can allow people to do that, but also so that I can release myself from that feeling that I don't like, you know, I don't like to have that feeling. So I have to be able to communicate that. Right. And the only way I'm going to do that is to know myself right. To know myself well enough to think, and I don't really know where the the gift thing came from, for me, because it wasn't like I got a lot when I was a kid, but it, it, I think 
I think it's because my family did spend so much time together and didn't have a lot of things. And I loved that, you know, like I kind of loved that it forced us to connect more because we didn't have a lot of other stuff, you know, to take us away from each other. And so it was almost like I see gifts as an easy way out, possibly. I don't know. I'm still processing that in this moment because it kind of hasn't really mattered. You know, like I'll accept a gift if you want to give a gift because, hey, if you're lo- if you're if your love language is that and you t- tell me that, cool, you know, like that's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, but again, if you're listening to this right now, you're hearing us unpack this, understand that there's nothing wrong with you if this is difficult for you. There's nothing wrong with you if you're like, why is this happening to me? We get it. We've been doing this work and it continues to go as time goes on, as we become more aware, as we become, you know, more actualized as people, which will never end. It will continuously happen. You'll find these things out about yourself and make it easier to communicate, make it easier to understand yourself and soothe yourself and not throw yourself into the fire every time something triggers you. To it's be like, ally. yeah, yeah. To be your own best friend in this and, and to have that level of understanding. Yeah. Um, it's big. I mean, this time of year, I know it. People are about to run into debt. I'm a mom. I, I battle that every year of like, ugh, you know, what do I get? Her? What do I get my kid? I, I don't want to get her nothing. Like I've never, never gotten, I'm, she never gets nothing. <laughs> the kid gets everything she asked for. She doesn't ask for much. But yeah, like how much money do I spend on her? In all my mom groups, I'm seeing people, how much money do you spend on your kids? And I'm like, oh God, (laughs) we have so far to come to release our entire society from this. Yeah. That causes so so much pain. Because things like, especially kids as they grow and they become aware and they start to go to school and they become aware of, of like level uh, levels of difference like well the, worth being attached to gifts and worth being target shoes versus the nikes and like yeah. that type of like you know thing and it's like yeah so yeah it's it's not easy it is it is not easy whatsoever but i encourage you to do it because yeah. life becomes far more fulfilling especially when we can dial in what it is you know, what, how we receive love and how we've received it in the past. Yeah. I won't lie. There are mornings, Christmas mornings where I'm like, Oh, Santa didn't come, you know, like, like presents are not here. And, um, and it's, and I have that initial trauma response of nobody loves me, but what I do when I do receive gifts is that I, I open them before Christmas because mm-hmm. I don't want to feed that trauma response. Yeah. I do it differently. I appreciate it. I know it's for Christmas, but on Christmas morning, I try to create moments and fun things. Like, like one year I spent Christmas at Yeshua's when I lived in Arizona, I came up here for Christmas and and so we filled our stockings with these random funny ass things that are not like big gifts, but they were yeah. funny, like, you know, yeah. a banana or like, you know, just something funny. And, mm-hmm. you know, the things we've collected throughout the, the year that we don't really want, but, you know, we fill the stockings with. And so it's, 
we it's creating tradi- other traditions yep. ab- on Christmas mm-hmm. to deal with shifting our gift giving from gift giving to love giving and, and in the way that speaks to us and in the way that may speak to the other person. Now yeah. I'll tell you, there are people that expect that Christmas gifts and yeah. want the, you know, there are that expectation out there, but I, I just, I'm not the person that's going to fulfill that. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I, I'm just like, all right, this is what you get. You know, you get functional gifts. Yeah. Like my friend, yeah. like <laughs> the first year, and people think it's funny because my friend Yeshua identifies as queer. Okay. He, yeah. he is not, we are not in a relationship. There is none of that. He is, yeah. he is definitely queer. And yeah. it's funny because like one year I'm like, you know, those socks, the B socks, the Bombas socks that every time you purchase one, they donate one to like, yeah. you help somebody. And I yeah. thought that was really cool. And they had his colors. So I bought him socks for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, all of our friends are like, you bought him socks for Christmas? Like, Who doesn't need socks? Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> he likes socks and they're in his colors. And I was happy to have three pairs donated to somebody in need. And right. I felt I was giving on both. Absolutely. But no, I, and I get that. I And people used to hate that about me that like on my birthday, I would be like, give me a gift certificate to Napa auto parts. Cause my car is a piece of shit. And that's yeah. going to actually help me more than the candle that you're about to buy. Yes. That I'm going to re-gift. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And we actually, as you were talking, I was thinking of um, one time, or it might've been twice in New Jersey, this one group of friends of mine, we just, I don't know. We were all like, we really just were a, a group of people who just like to spend time together and it was never about money or whatever, but uh, there was just one particular Christmas where none of us were like financially in a good place. And, and our friend came up with thrift Smiths and it was exactly what you just said. It was like, everybody has to bring a recycled gift. So there we are hunting around our houses with intention of like, Hey, what would be something that Kate would like? And I remember speaking of Kate, the gift she gave me meant more to me than anything that she could have ever bought. She remembered that I loved this certain fragrance from Bath and Body Works that didn't exist anymore. And she used to work for them and she had some left. She gave me a half used bottle of the perfume. And it was, I mean, I was over the moon. I savored every single ounce of that and remembered her every single time I used it. And I was like, Thrift Smith was way better. Like, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. fact that she remembered that and then, you know, having that intent and that's what we all did, you know, like I said, kind of rummaging through our stuff and thinking like, oh, this reminds me of so-and-so. It meant so much for us all sitting down there. Some of them were gag gifts. Some people were like, I have weird shit in my house and you're all getting weird shit, but it's, it's all weird shit that connected to you somehow. I'll tell you the story, you know? And so there was a lot of storytelling and yeah, I mean, it was, it was really beautiful, way better than, you know, I feel like just some of those, like, I have to get a gift. So here's a gift card. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, there was intentional thinking of the person, yeah. intentional, like processing of what would this person like, or what are they connected to? And then it was so fun that it created a memory that on to that thing right. so yeah, I and love it took that. money out of it completely yes right yes. so 
something that somebody may have found could have been like something they got at the dollar store, you know, but it was like the whole thing around it versus I feel like a lot of people have difficulty with that idea that it's like, oh, I can't get you a $5 gift. That's cheap. And it's like, oh my God, like if the $5 gift suits me better than a $25 one that you think like, because of monetary value matters more, please don't ever think that. <laughs> like, I don't want crap in my house. I want, I want useful things. I want things that I connect to. And yeah, I mean, it's meaning, right? Like, so all of this that we're talking about is the meaning behind, yeah. you know, and, and if, if you've never listened to, um, Brene Brown, you know, and she talks about the story that you tell yourself, that story is always based on some meaning that we've attached to things and the meaning that we attach to gifts, the meaning we attach to not reciprocating, the meaning that we attach to guilt, the meaning that we attach to obligation. All of those things are individual for all of us because they're based on our experience and and nobody can tell us our experience we're the only ones we have to get in touch with that person inside and find out what those meanings are change them make them about us and not make them about what other people are doing giving feeling thinking like making up a whole story yeah based on the meaning that we have changing the meaning of what a gift is changing the meaning of what travel is changing the meaning of staying home (laughs) right I love it because I chose to leave the cold I don't want to go to the cold I want my Christmases not to be white (laughs) right so that meaning Christmas (laughs) right yeah when I'm outside on Christmas standing on the beach I'm happy as hell like I am like I chose this place so that I could do this. Why would I take this away from myself? Because of what other people want. Other people want to be in the cold. You get to be there. That's your choice too. You can be there. You want a white Christmas? I hope you have the whitest Christmas ever. And I hope you love it. I don't want to be there. (laughs) And if they want a Christmas on the beach, they they just guess, hey, could we come to you this year? Yep. Would you not open their door and be like, (laughs) absolutely. Like, because yeah. Yeah. That shows yeah. me that you're willing to do the hard work to, to come see me. And it's not just about my obligation to you right? to come see you. Yeah. Right. The convenience, right. Cause that's, I mean, yeah. the meaning that I attached was, you know, all of that stuff that we talked about, it was easier for me or I am the traveler and oh. blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, the meaning that I can attach to this is that I make your life convenient and you're expecting convenience from me. And I don't like that. Like, I want to be able to expect from you that we have an exchange that works for both of us, not just for you, right? And if it doesn't work for me, then that can be okay the same way that it doesn't work for you, you know? Like, I don't, I don't get upset when people don't come to see me. I'm fine with it. My sister's never been here. I've been here for three years. I'm not like, I go to you every year. <laughs> I choose it because I love it. Yeah. I want to go. You don't want to come here. That's okay. <laughs> so we'll see each other once a year. And as long as we're both okay with that, that's cool. Yep. But it takes a lot of work to get to that place. And I get it. And, you know, I know that we're not going to solve everybody's holiday problems on this podcast. We might even actually be adding to some. I'm like, I'm like, maybe this is like more than the one episode. Maybe there needs to be another episode. Yeah.
Because I'm like, I don't know if you touched everything that people go through through the holidays. It's like, okay, this could be a long one. Yeah. I don't think we, I I don't know that we knew, you know, and it's like what we talk about every, just about every podcast. When we let it roll, that's when we find out what's coming out. We don't sit down and, and plan this out and make it generic or make it, you know, inauthentic. We, We literally just let what we know roll out of our mouths and allow ourselves to learn also yeah it's it's an authentic process that we're committed to bringing you know and that's what people are hearing is the authentic process because that's what you're going to go through right like people aren't gonna be able to sit down and like plot out oh this is how it goes like no you're gonna talk you're it's gonna come out as you talk as you listen as you hear other people talk something something's gonna ring your bell for sure for sure. Yeah. So we hope that we've begun to give you the hope that you can create the holiday or you can have the courage to say no to going, um, to traveling. Um, and we hope that you reconsider your belief systems around gift giving yes. and that you begin to explore that and what that means to you. And and why does it mean that way? And, and what can you do to either make it different if it's not okay with you or to how do I instill more love into the idea of it? So mm-hmm. we oh probably God. will talk about more about boundaries in the next episode next week yeah. because fun times. Um, and, we- and I'm sure we'll get into that. I think, I think it'll be good to do like literally like a gifts episode a little bit closer to Christmas. Yeah. Just Christmas is that time, you know, and it's all well and good to say that right now, but yeah. in a month from now is when the crunch time really starts and people, the really pressure. The pressure. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll be coming to y'all. <laughs> yep. Sure. will. <laughs> I'm sure. Cause we'll be in that dilemma and uh, we'll be like living it with you. you so <laughs> we thank you for um, spending time with us today and um may your thanksgiving be amazing we will talk to you the wednesday before next week um but if you celebrate it earlier due to family we wish you the best awesome. and we'll talk to you soon yes Bye, y'all. thank you for joining us on freud's angels we are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us To continue the healing, connect with us on Instagram at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's angels. Please subscribe to the show so that we may help you continue your journey. And remember to give us some love in the review section. If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center. And always remember you are loved. You are worthy and the world needs your light.